we are. Freaking hemp day kid. October 18th, man. We're already into October. We've been doing this mound visit thing. And I'm sure there was plenty last night on Arizona's side of the <laughs> equation. That was yeah. a tough thing to watch unless you're a Phillies fan. But we're here, mound visit, talking about baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that's on your mind. But how can it be anything other than this postseason case? Good to see you this morning, man, from Syracuse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great to see you this morning, too. On uh, We're right in the swing of things with, with postseason baseball. Um, I mean, there's been so much that's gone on since the last time we talked. Uh, and I think uh, what a great time of year to be a baseball fan. Whether you're a Phillies fan, a Diamondbacks fan, a Rangers. Well, I guess it's not a great time of year to be a Diamondbacks fan at this point or maybe an Astros Listen, fan. They're still in it, man. They're they are. It's a tough – they kept game one good. Let's talk about the atmosphere because mm-hmm. – you go into a hard atmosphere, and Oof. I don't care if you're an opposing player; it's intimidating. Even if you're wearing, um, if you're wearing red pinstripes, it's a tough place to play too. Yeah. Right? I mean, let's let's give a let's let's bring up that topic. Uh, you know, Bohm, the third baseman, mm. had to apologize for just you know letting that letting the fans get we're getting on <laughs> a little bit. Like, hey man, yep. I'm coming to Philly, you better come represent. Mm-hmm. It's hard out there. The fans are unforgiving. Yeah, I can tell you they're they're ruthless uh, fan base. But like I said, when when you're going good, they're they're as good as good as any. And that place, they don't they don't sit down. Some sections they don't sit down to no. watch the game. No. Uh, well, look what like they I did said, with with Trey Turner this year. I mean, he was he struggled for pretty much three quarters of this season, and then someone in Philadelphia, I don't know who it was, but they need a Whoever did that, if the Phillies win the World Series, whoever came up with this idea should get a World Series ring, in my opinion, because they came up with the idea to give Trey Turner a standing ovation. They gave him a huge ovation uh, right before his his at bat and in a you know after a series that he had he had mightily struggled in, and since then he's been on. I, I think his he was on pace for like eighty home runs tour for like that rest of the season. He ended up finishing out super strong, and now look at him again. He looks like he's back in the World Baseball Classic right now. I mean, well, he's just ripping hey, the cover off the ball. So this game is all about confidence, man. And grown men, I, I I've felt mm-hmm. if you haven't didn't watch that game last night, that beat down ten to nothing beat down. <laughs> Because they were not just playing the Phillies. They were playing the city. And when you have that situation happen and feel it, I mean, I I could say my experience, the Cincinnati Reds played the Pittsburgh city of Pittsburgh Mm. when we played them in the wild card 2013. Same type of atmosphere. It happened. When you get the fans to creep in and get inside the skin of the opposing players, there was a a point at the end of the game, uh, there was a a dropped ball. Oh. Not even a drop ball. It was a ball that the catcher, the pitcher, and the third baseman just yeah. fell right in there. And it was just like, oh, shit. Right? <laughs> it was an oh, shit moment. And that just showed me, like, these guys, it shook them to the core. And they yeah. felt that. And Philly right now is the team to beat, in my opinion. Here's my worry for them, though. They're my Ooh. click to win the whole thing. Okay. My worry is that if they go on and just sweep, sweep the Diamondbacks, we've seen – being the wild card has been a, been, a, been a reason for years. The format of this tournament, it should be more like the NCAA structure mm. if they're going to do this now. There's too much time off. That's my worry for a sure. team that's playing as good as they are. I don't care who it is. 
the structure, the format has to be changed because at this late in the season, you cannot turn on and off the switch to play this game. You cannot yeah. do it. I don't care how good you are. Yeah, it's it's a good point, and it's a, it's a it's I mean it's in a we could talk on that subject for you know for a while because it's been a big topic of discussion, especially with when you have teams like the Dodgers and the Braves who you know were hundred win teams in the regular season. They went down real early in in this uh, in the tournament, so it's been a really interesting thing to look at. But I want to talk more about the Phillies because. You know, it's been an incredible thing to watch, and it it almost seems I don't know if you watched. Do you ever watch the show? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Have you ever seen that? I have. I have yes. it, this reminds me of that scene <laughs> when uh, Mac and Charlie are just beating the crap out of all those little kids in the street, and they're just I mean, because that's what the Phillies are doing right now, in in a sense. And I, I mean, in two games, it you know you want to say yes the diamondbacks they're still in it like you said and they've still got a chance but i mean they've been outscored 15 to 3 in games where they've had their two aces go so that's a tough spot to be in and especially the way that philly has done this just with their with the power that you know you got guys like Trey Turner and Nick Castellanos and um and Bryce Harper who is he's outstanding and we almost don't talk about him enough and then you got Kyle Schwarber who tied uh Reggie Jackson's all-time postseason home run record for a left-handed hitter with 18. He did that last night. Um, I mean, this team can beat you in any way. There's no, there really are no soft spots in their lineup. Um, and I think you combine that with Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler at the top of that rotation, and then their bullpen, which has had an ERA under one and a half this postseason, the entire postseason. I, I mean. That's a recipe for success and a juggernaut if I've ever seen one before. So it's um, it's incredible, bro. And and like yeah. I said uh, to that to that point, you know, we'll flip the script in the American League. Yep. You got Houston who uh you know playing playing and they're facing Scherzer who's coming mm-hmm. off of a little bit of a lapse too. So it's going to be again, time off. Can they creep back in there? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you go back to the a la Boston Red Sox, right? Mm. Back in uh, that big poppy, and it was was teasing Derek Jeter the other night. Uh, yeah, yeah. Show, <laughs> but, right. hey, we came back, man. Yep, we were down. We were down. Don't count anybody out. You could uh, tell, tell that you still what. bothered Jeter. I love watching oh, that. That dude, was that never you know, you man. That's a, that's yeah. an emotional mm-hmm. burn. It's a stigma. I'm sorry. Yeah. Speaking of none of this matters to Glover. He's in the background. <laughs> Glover is just cutting Z's real quick. I'm gonna. Give him a little tap ski because I don't know if you can filter that out, buddy. Yeah, I got you. He's comfortable. Heated <laughs> floors are on. It's getting cold. It's the fall. And, oh, there you uh, go. Down I on love the farm. It. He's comfortable in the background here by my cleats. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Well, let's. I, I want to. You mentioned the. Uh, you mentioned the ALCS, and it's a it's a good segue because there's some interesting things going on there. Um, and I think. Uh, you talk about the Astros going down two nothing. For some reason, to me, it doesn't feel no, like they're out of it. You know what I mean? It it, it well, really doesn't. Right? Yeah, it's, it's a different scenario when you take the Diamondbacks, who haven't been there since what two thousand and one. Um, well, they they were in the playoffs. They were in the wild card. Uh, when was it? Was it eighteen or? 17 or 18 it, but it still was a while ago so it's it's so, uh, a little bit yeah. but i'm just saying they yeah. win a championship right you know, right right with the horses that they had with randy johnson shilling that whole thing beating the yankees yeah. 
it's a different the, the, the and Houston's got some postseason experience. It's almost like they they can't wait, you know. Yeah. Um, it's almost they're like a team that the season starts for them in October. You know what I mean? It, I mean, seven straight ALCSs and two World Series in the past oh, however many man. years. That's it doesn't really get any better than that. But no, it, it, it's it's unbelievable and yeah and like I said the the whole deal with I call them I call them the uh, it's Big Poppy's clone, mm. <laughs> Alvarez. Man, he comes Holy in there. Cow. He's just a man child. I, I wouldn't have pitched to him. I'd pitch around that guy if any possible. Even pitches on the outside corner, he's pulling him down the line, just showing his his strength. Seriously, man. he's so, un and, unbelievable. And like, a clutch, like just mm-hmm. you know, turning around balls, pissing on balls. <laughs> uh, you know, listen, Chapman's. Uh, intimidating i don't care i feel bad for when when chapman comes in it makes me nervous but at the same time it's like how can you be nervous with a guy that's got explosive stuff Mm -hmm. um because that guy should be close for somebody with the stuff he has overpowering i don't know what's really transpired of why it's not translating to to be in that position to be that like dominant and just be like game is over almost like mariano (laughs) rivera was you know but, uh, what I think about Chapman, and not not to cut you off, but I think it, it's been an interesting case study with him over the past few years to see how he's kind of, you know, guys are hitting him. And like you said, with the stuff he has, how is that even possible? But And correct me if I'm wrong, but I almost think it's because, you know, when he first came into the majors and he was blowing 103, 104, 105 as a left-hander and you know, we had never seen anything like that before when he first came up with the Reds. But I think now, you know, not that that stuff isn't his stuff is not impressive, but there's so many other guys who can blow triple digits with, you know, nasty sinkers and, you know, wipe out sliders and the slurve and the sweeper and all this stuff that you've got these relievers able to do nowadays. I almost think that the playing field is kind of evened out where like he's still good, but like, Guys are still well, I got seeing a philosophy that. You know on I mean? that. I got, I got, a, I got a take on that uh, observation, and sure. I hate to do it from this far off the the field and on the couch. It's <laughs> I hated people <laughs> criticizing me. There's something mechanically that he's not deceptive, mm. and if if people are right on, you're a hundred and two hundred mile an hour triple digit fastball, and you got a devastating slider. There's something mechanically he does. He kind of like squats. Now, this guy's tall, dude. He's a beast. Yeah, I mean, he's he is massive. a monster. He I, looks like a, a linebacker. Dude, the guy was huge. And I, there was one year, I can't remember what it was, because I met him in the All-Star game. Mm. And he was a big man then. And then it just went next level. And I'm like, ah, dude, he looks in so damn intimidating to me. I'm, I'm scared, like I said, sitting on my couch. I wouldn't want to face him. <laughs> Uh, let alone go in a barroom brawl with him, but like, like, <laughs> there's there's something where he does this little drop hitch. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like you're letting the more pretty. I know this uh, mechanically. No matter who you are, the prettier sure. you are to a hitter, and you it it, it they get into rhythm and timing with you. There's got to be something else he's got to figure out because there's nobody should be on that stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, I don't care. It, it just it's too you're you're. Something you're doing is 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 either mechanically wrong because it translates wow. into your confidence where he's going like, all right, dude, there's no way anybody should be t- 
touching that. The ball should right. be in the mitt when these guys are swinging. To me, yeah. I don't know how you say that to a guy like that and not get in his head. That's the that's mm. the fine line, right? You got some a guy yeah. who's got all this experience. He's blowing triple digits. I don't know how to teach that. I don't even know what's going through your head, but yeah. I had much lesser stuff. There's guys with lesser stuff that are blowing the ball by guys, mm. you know? Um, so mm. it, it's it's weird because I look at even Kimbrell, who's premier closer, Hall of Fame closer, and, you know, he's getting ground ball <laughs> ground ball double plays now, yep. throwing 95-96. He he's hides find the ball that. so well, Kimbrell. Right. You know, and he's got so, that funky arm angle and stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. So it's almost like, you know, guys are changing their ways. And you do. That's the adaptation you have to make in this game. Yeah. Find out reasons why. You have to reinvent yourself somewhat. And one, to get noticed. Two, to get the results. And three, to confidently be able to make that adjustment on the fly. Mm. And now it's like critical time, man. It's, 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 it's go time. Playoff baseball, getting that hardware. The next, the next two teams going into the end of this tournament – Get some hardware. It's just a difference of, does it say American League champions or mm. National League champions or World Series champions? Yep. Yeah, that's right? that's a super interesting observation too. That it, it's something that the average fan probably doesn't see watching Chapman. We just see, you know, the hundred mile an hour fastball, and we probably say, "How the hell are guys, you know, able to time this up when he's got that slider too?" But then you're realizing that. Maybe there could be he's telegraphing his pitches in a sense, something like that. You never know. Um, but I think that's super interesting. But to go off of your point, you know, speaking about the Texas Rangers, I wanted to show you this interesting uh, this graph here because – and before I show you that, actually, when you talk about the Astros and we talked about how this series is not over yet, um, the Houston Astros this season were three games under five hundred at home. On the road, they are 21 games over 500. So, you know, they are very comfortable now going into Arlington to play the Rangers on the road. They're not, you know, it's not not that there isn't home field advantage, but clearly this year home field advantage hasn't really been something that, that they've been. Um, it's a short commute, man. It's right. Well, commute. exactly. They're still at home, you know what I mean? But They're still but, at yeah, home. But, but how about this for uh, for some interesting statistics? I found this the other day on uh, – on Twitter, and uh, let me find this here. Let me know if you could see this. All can this plethora of information, man, to break right? down, right? To break so it can down you... a different way. We're remixing it. What do you got? So can you see this right here? I can see it. Okay, Fans great. So this, this is a graph, and for those of you not watching, hop on our YouTube channel to, to check this out. This graph shows every single team that has ever gone up 2-0 on the road in a league championship series. And what you can see is, aside from the 2020 Atlanta Braves, every single one of those teams has made it to the World Series. So there's 23 here, including the Rangers this year. 21 out of the 22 teams that have gone up 2-0 on the road in a league championship series have made it to the World Series. So this favors the, the Rangers a lot, historically, yeah. as you can see here. But the interesting thing is, 13 of those teams lost in the world series. So whatever that means, you know what I mean? So it's, it's an interesting thing to look at again. I don't know. I'd be curious to go back and see what time off they've had in between. You got your tigers right there. You see that, right? We swept and we had eight days off. There's no way. I'm sorry. Your, your mind goes, it's end of the season. Mm -hmm. 
I'm I'm ready to go on the couch, recover, you know, mix in a pizza and some blockbuster <laughs> videos. In the off season, my body is feels like taffy. Dude, these guys staying in shape and staying, you know, keyed up and locked in with that much time. Look, even in the mm. Rock, had a, I believe the following year, to my point, I was like, they had a week off because they went yep. on that run and they swept and had a week Same off. Same with the, the Tigers in 2012. They swept their team to get there. And then the uh, the Giants came in and swept them in the World okay, Series. Okay, so, there's, so. The, there's the elephant in the room. Too much time off at this time. It's it's an unfair advantage. It's great to say, y'all, we got some time off. We have the bye. Yeah. Well, I can tell you what. The team that just got the repetitions in there and that, that flow and that regimen, that routine, mm-hmm. things are clicking. Your confidence is like, I'm just I'm ready to go. I'm in game mode. As opposed to, hey, well, we simulated, we had a scrimmage. It's not the same thing, especially yeah. if you're facing your own teammates. I don't want to hit I don't want to hit right. this guy, right. take him out while I'm facing my teammate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and and it's not the same it's not the same locked in competition like I'm ready to kill for that for that that juice man of of winning the whole thing but yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see man maybe this maybe we'll blow up this chart you know but good work on that dude it's a fa- it's a fascinating thing yeah it's an interesting thing to look at because you know that's that's the thing in the playoffs I, I think so many times you look at like oh can you steal a game on the road and clearly the teams who have been able to steal two games on the road have had pretty yeah. good success going forward the 2020 yeah, season is like an outlier you always but, look for that split you know yep. try to get one game split it Mm-hmm. And getting that flow, can get that confidence. But like I said, I think the, the the team that's probably got their tail between their legs a little bit the most right now, um, I'm, I'm I would I would say the Diamondbacks are yeah. are, are kind of that spot. team. And and again, it'll be interesting if the Houston Astros, or sorry, if if Houston, I'm not worried about so much. They'll, they'll probably mm-hmm. come win a game. And if Scherzer's coming back, it's a coin toss. Yeah. Uh, to see what, how he how he bounces back after some time off, mm-hmm. um, I, I'd be I'd be hoping for him that he gets five innings. If I was Bruce Bochy, I'd be saying I hope he get five innings out of this guy at least. Massive. And um, you know the 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 Rangers bullpen's been pretty solid, I have to say. Um, yeah, it's been great this playoffs after being a little shaky coming down to the end of the regular season, and all of a sudden in the playoffs they've turned it on. So that's what you yeah. like to see if you're a Rangers fan. You I like to see Leclerc, that. man, the kid with the yeah. Team was a- yeah, he was a baby when I was there. Oh, so that's crazy. awesome. He's got he's got a good smile. Just the same. Looks like he's got the same demeanor, just mm-hmm. calm and, and enjoying himself. So he's Mr. Cool, man. Yeah. He it doesn't seem like these moments phase him at all. No. Nope. He's been on he's been on the mound for the last out of every single one of the Ranger games this postseason. So yeah. he's getting his work in. Um it's been great to watch. I there was something I wanted to ask you about because we didn't record an episode when this whole thing was going on. But this is something that I want to ask you about as someone who's been in a major league clubhouse as long as you have. Um, You probably heard about all the stuff that went on with the Atlanta Braves series where Arcia, after that crazy ending in game two where Michael Harris robbed the home run and they doubled off Bryce Harper at first base. And Orlando Arcia, the Brave shortstop, is running around the clubhouse after the game saying attaboy Harper and all this. First of all, what I want to say is, nothing wrong with what he said he's pumped up it's in the moment there was absolutely nothing wrong with what he said he wasn't disrespecting Bryce Harper or whatever but like there is that sense of you know Bryce Harper's a guy who's an insane competitor he's an incredible player he's probably looking for any bit of you know 
anything that he can take to elevate his game to hey, the next man. level. You know what I mean? But don't wake a whole... sleeping giant, dude. Like I said, exactly. these, are, these are big egos you're talking about. Right. Bryce Harper's got a pretty confident one. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's why you know these players are the ones that you go, you challenge them enough. Um, it's almost it's almost like pick a fight. Okay, all right, dude. You know, uh, like him, don't like him. He's mm-hmm. made he's made a he's made a a reason. You gave him a reason to turn up the competition competition and, and confidence and look what happens sometimes it's Absolutely. just just do your business keep your mouth shut keep your head down and try not to spark that but that's what the media loves to do too man you know Absolutely and you well, know, these amateurs of- these amateurs that that are learning and watching and paying attention it's scary out there man it's, mm-hmm. it's grown men are scared if you look at the diamondbacks i hate to look at but that feeling i felt i felt for them man because i knew it was like ooh i had chills because they were getting beat and they couldn't stop the bleeding. We actually have a, a pretty fun interview uh, for you guys today. Um, and he's hopping in the, the show right now. Um, we want to welcome from, from Team Mustard, um, which is, if you haven't heard of it, it's an awesome platform for, um, for pitchers, for young athletes. Um, and uh, we want to welcome Weston Lombard to the show here today uh, to Mound Visit. Um, you can see he's rocking the cap right there. It's an application that I've been fascinated with when I when I pitched in college, um, and I know Grilly is uh, is a big fan of it as well. Um, and it's yeah, you got to throw hard, man. If you're wearing that yeah, hat, right. you got to throw a little bit of mustard because <laughs> you can't be throwing. <laughs> you know, you're not thumbing shit up there, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like yeah. Welcome to Mount Visit, brother. Good to yeah, see you. Yeah, appreciate it. Can you guys hear me okay this time? Oh yeah, we can. We can absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Like I like I was saying, um, and like really say, you got to throw hard to uh, to really appreciate this application. So my eighty poo wasn't really, uh, you know, <laughs> wasn't too much of a of um intimidating of a great thing there. But but we want to talk to you about this because it, it's 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 an incredible application. And for those out there who don't who might not know what it is, can you kind of in a couple sentences describe what mustard is and and uh, you know why it's so important. Um, in you know furthering, uh, you know the youth side of the game, and even to your point, the um, you know the college side, and you know the low levels of, of professional baseball. Yeah, right. Well, thank you for having me on, you guys. Uh, it's funny, Casey. Say you know you threw eighty poo, so it probably wasn't much help. <laughs> Honestly, mustard is 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 built for that, right? So the yeah. the whole concept was uh, the, the co-founders Tom House and Jason Goldsmith. Uh, they were meeting one day and. Tom asked a question, or maybe it was Jason, and he said, you know, I wonder how many Nolan Ryans there are in the world that never picked up a baseball, right? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of how Mustard started. And so the, the whole goal of, of the company is, is to democratize elite technology and coaching, right? How can we get that type of resources to, you know, more kids in the world, right? Because you don't know how many Nolan Ryans there are in the world right now that haven't picked up baseball, right? So... So that was kind of how the whole company was started. I got involved in 2021 after the beta test had happened. So I was part of the beta testers uh, in early 2021, I believe, and tried the product out. Thought it was really, really cool. I was down the rabbit hole of biomechanics. So how old were you, Weston, when you started doing this, using it? I was a senior in college. So oh, wow. I, nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I got into it. it it's... It's a great example of something I wish I had when I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. 
but basically they took the concept of of biomechanics and Tom's eye and motion capture that he had been doing for years and we were like okay how can we get this into the hands of more people right because mm. you know motion capture is really expensive you got to do all the dots and all that and so what they were able to come up with was being able to capture our biomechanics through computer vision on a phone and so that's kind of how the app was started and so now what you can do is you can download the mustard app for free take a video of you thrown from the side take a video you fro- thrown from the front and it'll capture 11 mechanical variables that uh, are the most important in the throw so you think about like timing stride length torque retention um head balance you know front all from side, your phone man amazing what phone. these phones can do right i mean yeah. does it tell you if you're too fat or you need to go for a run <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean can it tell you how to how yeah. to put some more money in your bank account i mean every all this ai <laughs> technology it's amazing what it's done and kudos to tom house i mean let's let's face it he got to coach probably in my opinion my my idol the best baseball pitcher of all time uh, he mm-hmm. no one will ever touch Nolan Ryan's records, man. Yeah, he's a guy. The documentary is pretty sick, but uh, yeah, you know what? I think it's awesome. But so, so do you credit some of your obviously your regimen, your routine? um, Where did you see just mechanically, and how much velocity did you think you gained, or what was the the numbers? Think of some of the numbers that you saw improved, and how how it adapted and molded your game into improving it. Yeah, so for me, like I, I was a really late bloomer. I I was throwing seventy poo coming out of high school. So Casey, you, you weren't that bad. Wow. Um, that's a, <laughs> so that was about uh, me coming out of high school too. Yeah. So yeah, that's and all so, right. So I was throwing like upper seventies coming out of high school. Uh, didn't have any offers. I was quite frankly, I was a hockey player uh, that played oh, baseball, okay. and so uh, ended up getting an opportunity to play at, at Gustavus Adolphus College in. Uh, in a small town in Minnesota, which is where I'm from, and it's a Division it's three, and, you know, did okay my first year, second year, not as good, uh, but really was, you know, kind of low 80s uh, for my first few years of college, and then COVID hit, and that was kind of when I made the decision of, you know, I could either sit on the couch or I could, you know, see how good I can get at baseball, and mm-hmm. so I chose the latter, and I'm really glad I did, and by my senior year, I had got into more of the mid 80s and that was when I beta tested the mustard app and that was when I really started to understand you know how the body works and how mechanics work and kind of how it all ties together and I think mustard was a really good thing for me to not only understand you know how biomechanics work but understand how they work in relation to me right and how I throw Mm -hmm. and that was the coolest part about the app is that it not only tells you all these variables, but it tells you it in a really digestible way, right? So it's not just here's a bunch of data, but it's here's data that you can understand, and then here's where to go from here, right? It's it's not just throwing data at you, it's throwing you the so what, right? Like you aren't good at this, so do this, right? And wow. it gives you a plan. So based off of, you know, I do my throws, based off my mechanics, it gives me a plan to, to kind of attack for the week. And uh, I've been doing it for a couple of years, and you know, it took me from being, you know, mid 80s to, you know, now I'm in the 90s. So, um, you know, I'm wow. still not where I want to be yet, man. but we're. And that's how you get <laughs> a hat. You got to be in the nine, 90s to get the hat. Right? <laughs> yeah, you, or, you can't yeah, be throwing 79 to get a hat which says mustard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he's like yeah, slinging monkey sale, poo yeah. in 79. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a, well, girl, a young man. That's it, awesome. It's fascinating. Yeah. It is, man. Well, 
there's a testimony right there that that's why they gave you that hat and and kudos to <laughs> right. Tom House and the and the people behind the technology to make it affordable. I think it's like what twenty bucks a month or something like that for a subscription or two hundred forty bucks for the year, something like that. Yeah, it's I believe it's eight bucks a month for for a premium user. So if you're just a single oh, even better you know, single user, okay. it's it's that's eight cheaper bucks than a month. A, you get all the bells and whistles. That's cheaper than getting a lesson with me, who, you know. Yeah, right. One year's <laughs> no, exactly. Maybe we could even give it to Chapman. We were just sitting there talking about Chapman. I, I, I don't know how – I'm not knocking on him, believe me. I wish I had his stuff to just even know. Um, the hardest I ever got to was 99. They say they recorded me 99, 11 times when I was with the Tigers. I mean, but that's not bad. but it's, That's okay. I didn't, yeah. I didn't <laughs> live pretty there. pretty good. I didn't, <laughs> pretty good i didn't live there uh i was more of a 95 guy when it was like 95 was like oh my god you hit 95 yeah. <laughs> now it's like forget it but uh i don't know if i would get drafted anymore um <laughs> these guys are throwing a billion um but yeah no it'd be interesting like i said you're breaking down mechanics and you know that's i always say learn your mechanics because when you're competing you can't think about mechanics right mechanics right. are something you go hey I'm doing the mechanics to get the feeling, to get the results. And that's that's through the confidence, and that's through repetition. Mm-hmm. And, Weston, you've been doing this thing for quite some time now, a few years, right? And uh, yep. I'm sure you've you've had others, inspired others to use it because look at what you've you've been able to do. Um, so kudos to you, man. What's, what's, on the, what's on tap next then for you? What do you got coming up next? Yeah, so I, I went to Gustavus, graduated from there, uh, was lucky enough to, to earn a scholarship to go play at University of San Francisco for the last two years. And mm. so I just graduated from there this spring uh, and then took a little bit of time off from throwing and uh, kind of assessed where, you know, where I wanted to go from there. And I uh, was fortunate to, to get an opportunity to go play for the New York Boulders in the Frontier League for uh, their playoff nice. push starting in, in August. So played a little over a month over in the Frontier League and uh, just finished that up. So just finished up my first, you know, taste of pro ball. And uh, now we're just kind of back in the lab and um, trying to trying to put some put some more velo on and, uh, and see what happens from there. So, hey, man, um, well, stay on the pro, game. stay on the pro circuit. It just sounds like repetitions have been key to you. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you, you, you got the, the routine and regimen. Just do me a favor. Don't go banana ball yet, okay? Let's stay on the pro <laughs> yeah. side. Let's yeah. stay don't classy. ask really about banana ball. No, it's not his. Don't, you will never get me on banana ball. Listen, I won't knock. I'll go watch it. I'm going to entertain, see Shamu once, you know, get a pretzel and a Coke, and then that'll be it. But I, 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 I love the love and respect of uh, what you're doing, dude, and, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, it continues on. Obviously, you know, hard work is tell these kids, like I said, from a kid to go from where you started and where it's taking you, how much work it is, right? I mean, people, you're so driven. You're, obviously, your drive is incredible. I've talked to our good, my good friend, Lindsey Barra, who's also been on the show, part of the Mustard Group. Uh, and it's just amazing what goes in. A lot of kids don't know how much self-help and self-tutelage and repetitions that you got to take, especially as a pitcher, right? Is it because it's not like hitting? We can go sit there and go hit off a tee. So everything yeah. you do has to be some dry work, shadow work, mechanical work, doing some of these exercises that that you're finding in the mustard app or whatever. And you've probably made your own program. Do you have like a notebook or something that you keep 
um, tell these kids, like, just the advice. I mean, I'm, I want to tell my son. I keep advising my own son, and I'm passing that baton. I'm old school now, so right. Weston, you, you're the new, you're the new <laughs> crop, baby. You guys right. tell these kids what they need to do. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's funny you bring up the the hitting versus pitching analogy, and I think I think that's really important to understand. Is that you know, as a hitter, you know, you can go to the tee and you can you can take swing after swing after swing, but you know, as a pitcher, you only got so many bullets a day, right? Mm-hmm. And so you got to be really wise with how you use them. And so I think the, the biggest thing for me that that really made me start to see progress was was just being really intentful with everything I do, right? Whether it's my warm-up, whether it's my mobility, um, you know, my bands, if I'm throwing plyo balls, catch play, recovery, like everything matters right it's not like you're just like going through the motions to then go play catch and then you throw the ball for 10 minutes and then you're like okay i'm i'm gonna get better because i did xyz it's it's how you do xyz it's is really what is the the differentiator between you know you just kind of staying stagnant with where you with where you're going and and you actually making progress with with where you want to go it was a i learned this philosophy called kaizen in 2020 and it's a japanese philosophy for continuous improvement where Mm -hmm. really really small improvements every single day you might not see them day to day but fast forward a year and you'll be able to look back and say you know see just how far you've come and so when i implemented that philosophy into into my daily life i realized that like everything matters from when i wake up in the morning what i'm putting in my body for breakfast you know like how am I taking care of my mentals? Everything matters. And so like you can't just go through the motions and think you're going to get better. You have to be really intentful with what you're doing. And and when you're intentful with everything you're doing, you realize just how important everything is. And when you can do that, it, it kind of just becomes a daily game of, you know, how much better can I get? And and when you do that, yeah. it becomes really fun. Now, do you that's, do you have a, awesome. a notebook? Do you have a notebook or something that you keep yourself accountable to because I know Hall of Famer Roy Holiday was very, very religious, very anal about his routine and regimen. I mean, that's why he got to where he got to, and mm-hmm. his story is unbelievable. Um, do you have something that you log or keep track of yourself to hold yourself accountable? Because I'm sure that's valuable information. I mean, just where where yeah. you've come from, I think that's why you're on the show. I think it's amazing that you've turned yourself from, hey, this uh, guy that got lucky to play, an opportunity to play, you're touching 80 miles an hour. Now you're in the 90s, but look how long it was. About five years it took you, four or five years it took you to right. that level, and you got a little touch of pro ball. And there's no telling, man. If you get more reps, there's no telling. You might be up there, and some team may come in and say, hey, man, you're left-handed too, right? Right. <laughs> you're left-handed. Yeah. But the lefties, yeah. you're a valuable right. commodity, there's man. Lefties hope. going in the, in the low to mid-90s. Mm-hmm. One in four. They said the one in four of those guys make the big leagues. So keep going, man. I, I, yeah. I'd love to see that notebook. I'd love to show my son because you know I had my own routine that worked for me, and I'm I'm showing him some of the kids that are in the college level where, you know, telling these kids, hey, this is a rabbit. Go see what he's doing. Why mm-hmm. is it? And and play for the feeling, right? You sit there and go, I know what it's like. If I do all my pregame stuff well. My in-game stuff should follow, but you got right. you got to study before you take that test. Yeah. So I'd love to see what you got on tap, man. If uh, we'll 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 get get in touch, and if you don't yeah. mind sharing the answers to your test, I'd love to just share um, where yeah. it came from, and and it's very valuable. I'd love to share it with my son. 
Yeah, the, the notebook is, is super valuable. It's something that, you know, I think everyone should do more. I think I should do it more myself. Um, but it's definitely been something that has been really powerful for me. Uh, when it comes to, like, daily stuff, a lot of times I'm, I'm just, like, typing in notes from my throwing session, stuff like that. Like, if something clicked in my throw, it's like, okay, what did I just feel, right? Like, so that when I'm going through stuff in the future, I can be like, okay, this was the feeling, right? Like, this is how yeah. I articulated, you know, this feel in the throw that felt really good. But, I mean, from a daily standpoint, like, I don't know if you guys can. I got a, I got a big whiteboard. Look at right. that. And I got yeah. some goals on there. Uh, and then I, I break those big goals into into smaller goals, right? And so there's can the big we, can goals. Can you see that again? Show us again, man. There's nothing yeah. uh, like a girl's number on there or anything that's <laughs> no. on top of your list. I like to yeah. prioritize. <laughs> so, so yeah. So there you look, go. I got you know I got 95 mile an hour fastball. That's my goal, right? All right, yeah. But then before that, there's a lot of of weekly goals of stuff that's going to help get me there, right? If like if I want to be able to throw a 95 mile an hour fastball, there's a lot of things that I need to be able to do. And to be able to do those things, there's habits that I need to be able mm. to do. And so um, I just fill that thing in when I, when I, complete, the, when I complete it. And uh, I try to get as many circles filled in by the end of the week as possible. I love possible. it, man. That's, That's so God cool. God bless you, bro. That's so sick. And, uh, you know, hopefully somebody's giving some power pellets of protein balls to get there because you need to have <laughs> that the junk yep. in the trunk, you know, the lower legs. I saw somebody. Oh. It was, it was Strider, and there was somebody else wearing it. From like, geez, I'm look at the freaking legs. Yeah, right? uh, just it's unbelievable. The core, the focus on the core. Um, I had a personal trainer that killed me, and it's it like the last thing you do is you focus on his core at the end of your workout. But that is mm -hmm. essentially the, the most important part. Uh, mm -hmm. People don't realize that, you know. Right. I, you know what? Yeah. I want to just to jump on that West End. Uh, something when we talked before this i thought one of the interesting things you you brought up and kind of to tie the, the app back in was how it allowed you to see how you know major league pitchers move you know what i mean mm -hmm. with the, with their mechanics and one of the things you told me really stuck out and i was wondering if you can kind of expand on that a little bit but you said the thing that stuck out to you was how fast they move because I think when you watch major leaguers on TV and you see you watch their delivery and it's so smooth and it's so repeatable and that's what makes them so good but what you said that stuck out to you is how fast they're really moving when you look at it can you expand on that a little bit for people watching yeah I mean if, if you go to an MLB game you you really see how fast they go in person yeah. And compared to, to watching on TV, it, it, it looks like it's just this nice, you know, smooth, poetic thing. And, and it right. is. And that's what's so beautiful about watching MLB guys throw is they move mm. so fast, but it, make, it looks so easy because they transfer their energy so smoothly. Um, right. I think the, the average timing into foot strike is like around one second. And if you were to go do it in one second and, and do it until you got to one second, it would probably feel like you're moving really really fast and you're rushing and so like yeah. your one second and my one second and their one second all look a little different right and yeah. theirs looks really good <laughs> and that's where i'm trying to get <laughs> um but it, it it comes with with just body control um mm. you know balance posture and then overall you know athletic ability and, and understanding of their body and where they are in space and stuff like that but 
Um, it's yeah. something that I've found, you know, it's not for everyone, right? There's going to be some sure. guys in the MLB that have slower tempos. Some guys are going to move yeah. really fast. But overall, these guys move faster than the normal pitcher, and they move better. And that's why they throw harder. They, they not only right. move better, but they also move better while going faster, and that's, that's why they're throwing harder. And it's uh, been something you speak that... Of, oh, go for it. I was going to say, you speak moving better, but flexibility, functionally strong. Mm. Like you sit there and yeah. go, okay, I've got to be bigger. You know, hit the weight room. The players are bigger, faster, stronger. And I think mm-hmm. that trend's going to always continue because, I mean, to get ahead, get an edge, stand out, it's unbelievable. But mm-hmm. in that getting bigger... How much flexing, you know, ability do you work on? Uh, tell me, tell me that because you could sit there and have a routine. But I used to stretch two, three times a day minimally. Mm-hmm. You know, how many? Uh, tell people what you you incorporate. Obviously, a lot of that into your routine. Yeah. So I mean, when I was a hockey player, I was really tight. Uh, I was not a mobile guy, and <laughs> it definitely was limiting for me uh, as a pitcher. And so, for me. When I started to get more mobile, I started to see almost immediate increases in velocity. But I think the the thing that was really big for me was was having strength through mobile positions. So for me, it wasn't doing a lot of like static stretching, but it was more so like getting into really deep positions and then forcing my body to stabilize in it. So like instead of like touching my toes or something like that, I'd go into you know as deep of the splits as I could and then try to stand there and maybe even add a little bit of weight to that. So I'm in a deep position, but I'm forcing my body to, to be stable into it. Cause you know, when you think about the delivery, right? Like you think about, you know, pitcher stride, I think the average MLB is like 90% of their body or somewhere around there. And that's, that's out there. Right. And, and it's one thing to be able to get into that position, but if you want to be able to actually, you know, make oh. it useful, you have to be stable in that position. And so, when I started thinking about mobility in that sense, that like was when I started to make a lot of a lot of gains, and you can do that with the upper half too. Um, but really, it was like it was strength through length was kind of the the concept that I started to adopt. Of you know, I'm not only going to stretch and like try to get these, try to get into new ranges of motion and stuff, but when I do get into those ranges of motion, I'm going to learn how to be strong there and be stable there. And, um, I think that's wow. something that a lot of people can start to apply that's pretty pretty easy to apply because really you're just adding a little bit of load to these positions. Uh, you just taught me something see, right there. I like that really quickly. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It, makes, it makes a lot of sense the way you describe that. You know, you, it's fascinating. It, it's always a remix, right, of what you learn and how you describe things, but what sinks in. If I was getting a lesson from you right now, Weston, you just taught me a lot right there, buddy. So <laughs> right. I can't wait no, to – uh, to, to pick your brain a little bit more, man. But it's so great to have a mound visit with a with a current pitcher right here. Yeah. Up and comer. You know, because we, we talk a lot about the, the big leaguers. But but on the side, too, man, these up and comers, the baton is always going to be passed on. And, and you're one of those young guys that I'm hoping to see a lot more of and, and, and pay attention to where, where you take the game, the love and respect of what the game is. And, 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 you know, sometimes you always want that end result, man. I know. But the process that you're taking, I mean, you got a smile on your face as you're trying to be on this show talking to us, telling us about this stuff. You find enjoy, you're finding joy in it because from yeah. where you started, what you just shared with us, to where you are now, that same repetition, that same drive, and maybe even a little bit more, you turn that dial up, and you're going to get that 95. You might even surprise yourself, be up upwards of that. But 
Uh, right. If you do, man, I'm on the left side. I can't wait to watch it because we just were talking about <laughs> Chapman blowing triple digits. Right. And uh, if you're 95 and above on the left side, dude, I think we're going to be seeing you somewhere along the line. So keep yep. throwing that mustard, baby. I like yeah, it. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, no, we got a lot of work to do. But like you said, it's 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 all about the process. And I'm playing the long game. And, you know, I, I could have been an accountant. <laughs> and uh, instead, I get to keep throwing <laughs> baseballs. So... Uh, I'm, I'm awesome. every I day skip. I get to do this. So hey, I skipped accounting at Seton Hall. I, Monday nights I would go to Yankee Stadium. I didn't want to go three hour night <laughs> class when I could go right from Seton Hall, take the train to go to Yankee Stadium. So good choice, man. I agree with <laughs> yeah, you. No. Hey, Weston, that's that's awesome. And I I want to finish out our as we finish out our interview with you. I know the last time we talked. Um, your twins were still in it, and I know as a as a Minnesota guy that must have been. Uh, you know that was t- a tough way to end the season, but I think they showed a lot of life at the end of that. And you know, to kind of wrap up our our baseball talk here, because this is obviously a baseball show, um, give us some predictions for the rest of the way on this postseason. Um, I know Grilly's got the Phils going all the way. Um, well, so I had what the are you Jays, looking at the here? Twins, the Twins showed up, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, we won a game. It was sweet. <laughs> it was so cool. Uh, yeah, you know, I. <laughs> I, I love watching the Phillies. I love watching their home games. I, mm-hmm. I want to see more games at home for the Phillies. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't following them. will be super closely just with me being in my own seasons for the last yeah, like, six months. But since the playoffs have started, I've been able to catch a couple games. And I just think the, the atmosphere in Philadelphia is absolutely electric. And so I'm rooting for them. And you know, I think they got a good lineup, and I think they have enough pitching to, to be able to take it. Yeah, it's tough to bet against them right now, for sure. But, <laughs> Weston, we really want to uh, thank you for coming on the show and taking the time. Uh, this was awesome. We'll have to talk to you again here soon. because Yeah, man, I would love like to follow up again. But, hey, man, thanks for the tips. Thanks for the knowledge. Thanks for just mm-hmm. sharing where you're at and inspiring some young kid out there. I hope they tune in to our show. And if you haven't tuned into our show, please like, subscribe. We got a lot of nonsense, got a lot of jokers, we got a lot of knowledge and uh, feel here. So always good to have people on the mound visit and uh, give our best. And thank you, man, for for sharing what Mustard's done for you and uh, imparting some knowledge, man. Case, what a great show, man. Great show. Yeah, Weston, thanks for coming on the show, Grilly. It's been great, as always, like you mentioned. Uh, you could find us on uh, on YouTube, and you could find us wherever you get your podcasts, so follow us there, and uh, we will see everyone next week.